Welcome to the Bluegrass Bammer podcast. I'm Stephanie Boyd, your host. In case you didn't know, Bammer stands for Badass Mother Runner. This podcast will bring you stories from across Kentucky and beyond about badass women running and the people that support them. Let's get started. Hey everybody, it's Stephanie Boyd and I'm back to introduce you to uh, our guest on episode 24. It's Melissa Enman. Uh, Melissa began her running journey with with a 5K and then she kind of took a hiatus from running. She had two children and then she returned to running and since then it has completed several races up to the marathon distance. In this episode, we're really going to talk about her running journey, but also what it's like to be a runner with type 1 diabetes. I hope you enjoy this lighthearted conversation and learn more about type 1 diabetes along the way as well. Enjoy! Hey everybody, it's Stephanie Boyd, the Bluegrass Bammer, back with another episode of the Bluegrass Bammer podcast. And today I want you all to meet um, a running friend of mine. Her name is Melissa Inman, and Melissa is here today to talk with us about her running journey. Hi, Melissa. Hi, thanks for having thanks me. For, thanks for coming on. I'm excited. I was thinking... Um, about you and I and how we met the other night uh, when you tell me you wanted to be on the podcast and we can talk about that in a minute, but um, it's kind of a funny story if you remember the first time that we like really met and talked. So I wanna tell that story, but first of all, I just want uh, all the listeners out there to kind of get to know you a little bit better. So if you don't care to tell us uh, a little bit about yourself, um, how you identify as a person and as a runner. I, uh, well, my bio, I guess that's what they call it on Instagram, is wife, mother, runner, and type one warrior. And I think that pretty much sums me up. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, um, just, what is that, four, four descriptors? That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. And, um, and so I agree with all of those things. Definitely, those are good descriptors. Um, so you and I met... And that this was the thing I couldn't pinpoint, but it was, I think it was 2018. It was, um, um, was that a tour de ville? 19. 2019? It was 19, yeah, because okay. it was, the, it was, uh, it was, it was after KDF. It was the derby hat run. That, it was the derby hat run that we did. Um, so our running crew. That was my like very first group run <laughs> too and, and I don't, don't know what you were thinking but you <laughs> certainly just fell right in there I mean you showed up dressed to play the part so I feel like you you were meant to be a part of our running group um so yeah there was like 50 of us and we had hats of all kinds and fascinators and um but we kind of, you know, all, so we kind of all kind of just broke up into groups by pace. And I remember you're kind of seeing about me and I'm like, you want to come with us? And I don't know what I was thinking. You just met me. I just kind of met you. And um, I guess I assumed that um, you were fine with whatever the pace group I was in. I really, cause I just jumped in with a group. I thought that y'all said 12 minute mile, um, <laughs> but I feel like that is incorrect. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we didn't I think say 12 minutes. I think I misheard y'all. Yeah. 
Well, we could have said we can run a 12 minute mile. I mean, that could have <laughs> like happened. Everyone was shouting at their paces and I could have sworn that y'all were the 12 minute mile group. So I must have like misheard it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> y'all had me going. We had you lit up and you ran, you did so well. And I don't know, we were running, we ran what, like three or five miles. I don't know. Cause I got there early and ran some miles before, but we were probably two miles into the run and you were like, do you care? I was like, how are you doing? And you're like, I'm fine. Do you care if we walk for a minute? And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't care. So we kind of just stopped and we were chit-chatting and talking and um, you said, okay, like we walked for a minute and then like you were ready to, you're like, normally I do intervals or I can't remember what you said. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And um, <laughs> no problem, you know? And so we chit chatted and then we just took off again and you ran the rest of the way and we got back. And then it wasn't until like, I think after we all left or maybe a week later or something on Facebook, you're like, yeah, I didn't realize uh, what your all's pace were. I run a 12 minute mile. And I think that day we'd run like an 8.30 or nine minute mile or something like that. So for our average Much pace. Much faster so. than I was used to. I definitely misheard and got in line wrong. <laughs> You did awesome. But I though. went with it. So. You did. You rolled with the punches. So I knew right then when I found that out that I, I, you were my kind of person. Cause like you, that sounds like something I would do. I mean, I, I don't know. It was just to look back at it now. I still, if you hadn't told me, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have known. So you did a great job. That like, day. No, it's, it's good for me to just run a couple of miles without stopping. It's okay. Good for me. <laughs> I was like, oh gosh, she may be in pain or something. I don't know. So no, you did great. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been in the uh, running group ever since then. And um, you, you've done a lot. And I want to talk a little bit about your journey just since I've met you, which I think is amazing. Um, and so, you know, to kind of give us a background and to kind of set the stage for the present moment. Let's back up a little bit, and I want you to tell me what your first memory um, is of running, or when do you remember running for the first time? Um, well, I do remember having to run in PE in high school, and um, I was on the dance team, and we had to run laps around the school, and I hated it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was not a fan back then, mm -hmm. um, and then, and I looked it up in April of 2013. Um, I wasn't running like I did Zumba pretty consistently and um we had a gym at the apartment complex my husband and I were living in and I did the elliptical and our church had a 5k for missions and we did that and it was in April in like the Memphis uh North Mississippi area so it was pretty hot um uh -huh. my husband and I started together and eventually he was like just leave me <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I finished like 45 minutes and then uh -huh. I don't know what time he came in, but I was super proud about it. I was like, I just did a timed 5K. That was fun, but I didn't do any more. Yeah. <laughs> I went back to my Zumba because that's what I like to do. That was April. And then I got pregnant with my son in November and I did Zumba for as long as I could. And I had, um, I got put on bed rest and had complications with him and he was early, um, two months early. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't really do anything for a long time. Um, and then right after his first birthday, we found out that I was pregnant with my daughter. Um, and I actually stayed pretty fit. Like I had put on 50 pounds when I was pregnant with my son and I only put on 30 pounds when I was pregnant with her. Like I didn't mm -hmm. put on a lot of weight. Um, 
but I think it was more like elliptical and Zumba still like I wasn't I wasn't running um I didn't uh-huh. actually start running until she was let's see she was born in February I think she was a year old um because around no I'm sorry she was two because uh-huh. I started to um exercise again around her first birthday because that was February um because I weighed as much as I did when I had her <laughs> so I was uh-huh. like I gotta do something um uh-huh. so I joined a gym um I did like a new year's challenge and I um I did Zumba and like body pump um I did use a treadmill sometimes but like I didn't consider myself like a runner I Uh did a glow run in between that time I don't remember what our pace was it was just more for fun right um and then in February the following year so that would have been 2018 um at this point it was a all women's gym and I was going and I was like surrounded by all these women and I just felt so alone and I was like why am I paying to go to this gym full of women and like not have any pin trips and just feel lonely like I can do that I can exercise by myself and not pay to right. feel lonely I can be lonely by myself uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm gonna start running <laughs> and I knew that there was a St. Patrick's Day race coming up so I started the couch to 5k in February of 2018 and that's when I started running outside so I'd done some like random treadmill stuff here but uh-huh. I started um, my sunset runs in the evening just by myself uh, just for some time for me because I still wanted to stay fit and stay healthy because I had lost a lot of weight at that time and I didn't want to just quit. Um, yeah. So that's when I started doing that. And then it just kind of took off from there. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't, let's and, see. Um, it would have been, I, th- I believe it was uh, July after I started um, because I knew that the Disney princess run, the uh registration was in August and so I was running like around my neighborhood and I'm thinking like should I do this I don't know like that's you know a half marathon that's kind of crazy and there was a like an oil stain on the ground in the shape of Mickey ears when I was running that night and so I was like no well, I'll take that as a sign of sign. Yes, I do it so I decided to register for my first half marathon to celebrate a year running because it was right around the time when I started that's awesome. So that was in the, like um, 2018 when you decided mm-hmm. to sign up for a half marathon. Mm-hmm. And it was the, the half marathon was in February of 2019. And this was when I had signed up and all that, this was when we were still living in the North Mississippi area. Okay. And then we moved up here. Um, he started his job in Louisville October 1st of 2018. And that's how I ended up right finding uh, yeah. the MRTT online was because mm-hmm. I was trying to find somewhere different to run because I didn't know anywhere around here. And I found the um, Southern Indiana one and they were like, yeah, join this one and join the Louisville one too. So that was in like December of 2018 Uh when I joined the group. And it was really just to maybe meet some people, but really just find different places to run. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so, and you're also a big Disney fan, right? I am. In fact, I'm yeah. a Disney travel agent. <laughs> yeah, you're just, okay, Although so you're Disney this year has been a little rough, but I, my best I friend bet. actually just took her son uh, last week um, for his fifth birthday and they had like the best time. So even though yeah. it's different and obviously he'd never been before it was his first trip, but they, they had a great time. So that's good. good. 
but there's no races going on there right now no they won't yeah. be canceled i was registered yeah. for wine and dine that was supposed to happen a few weekends ago and then mm-hmm. i was registered for the goofy challenge in january and those got canceled so i'm <laughs> I'll run a Disney race again eventually. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, they look so much, they look like so much fun. I've, I've tried to talk one person into going with me to do one, which is my husband, because we would normally just go and like make a family mm-hmm. trip out of it and everything. But I think I'm, he's just not into crowds and like the times we've gone, it's really been for the kids. And so I think I'm going to let the boys get a little bit older and then we're going to do a trip to go do a race that's what we did when I did the princess half like I ran it and then we like spent the week in the parks as like a family vacation yeah (laughs) well I have to consult you when I'm ready to make that plunge so Vance needs to be I think a little bit older but they both want to run longer distances so um I think that would be a really fun nice first half Mm -hmm. marathon for them to do yeah it is it's a lot of fun like all the stops are you know like they have like every mile it had like a different princess and they you know they had all kinds of stuff for you because it was high it was record high heat for my first half marathon in mid-February in Florida and it was really hot and I'd been training up here so I'd been like running in the snow right down there and it's humid in the 80s so it was hard but they had like wet sponges and they were they were really good with making sure that everyone had what they needed like right yeah, it's the yeah. full race experience down there. That's what I hear. So, now, so you, in order to prepare for that first half marathon, did you, how did you decide where to start? Did you have a train? Did they provide a training plan for um, you? They you do. They, um, they have some on uh, rundisney.com and they're made by Jeff Galloway, which is how I discovered interval running. Yes. Nice. So, that's, that was my first training plan was with him. And I was like, oh, like, this is for me. <laughs> So you like did this big leap straight from runner, like a five k to a half marathon. You didn't run anything in between that. Uh, well, no, I did the um the Louisville Marathon ten k that November. Okay. So like I did that, the, the St. Patrick's yeah, Day but, race, and then I yeah. did that ten okay. k because it was it was you know in line with the training plan, and um that was I like. I had Air Force parents, so I lived all over, and I've lived up north before. Like I graduated high school in Ohio, but I've been in like Georgia and Mississippi for like since 2004. So I haven't been up north in a while, mm-hmm. and I underestimated how cold it could get in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so it was cold. Like I had um, like a long sleeve shirt and some leggings and like a warm thing. I didn't have. I thought my hands were going to freeze off because uh-huh. I didn't bring gloves, and it was super cold. I was like. <laughs> I was totally not prepared, but, <laughs> but I did it. Um, I think it was like an hour and 16 minutes. Like I was super uh-huh. proud of it, but uh-huh. yeah, I was, I was not dressed correctly at all. I'd been <laughs> in the South for a really long time and <laughs> that was yeah. a shocker. <laughs> well, you know, running's supposed to be like really inexpensive, right? You just buy shoes and go, but if you really are going to run all year long and you all year round outside, you really you do have, have to invest like in some jackets and gloves and hats yeah. and lights if you, and yeah. warm socks. So <laughs> it's a little bit more expensive than just shoes. Yeah. So yeah. you had to learn that. <laughs> so when you finished your first half marathon, how did that feel to cross the finish line? Like, did you ever have any super, doubts about it? Super proud. I was scared to death, like, because yeah. all these people kept talking about the balloon ladies, they're the sweepers. And they start at the end and they have balloons, like I guess those Mickey balloons. And if, you know, if they pass you, then you could get swept. And I was, 
scared to that. I never got like they never got close to me because I, I was just I was scared that I wasn't gonna be able to do it. And my husband was just like, "You're fine." <laughs> but the I happiest was, place I was in the world scared. has yeah. ladies chasing was, you with Mickey balloons. Scared <laughs> to death of the bullying ladies. I never even saw them. Like I, um, like said, I mean, it was really hot and it did slow me down. Like I ended up, um, I looked it up. It was like a sixteen minute thirty one second pace. Um, but like I said, I mean, it was it was like eighty degrees and humid. Like it felt like the summer in Florida. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. I did it, but it was, it was hot. It was very hot. So after you cross the finish line and you had a minute to think about it, what did you think that wasn't too bad? I might run another half marathon. Um, or... I didn't think that I would run another one. Like I finished, I sat down, I opened <laughs> up my snack box and ate some just like regular pretzels and thought they were like the best pretzels I'd ever had in my life. And I was like, this is amazing. Like I finished. Yay. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't have any intention of running another half marathon, um, but <laughs> so SRTG, uh -huh. what, um, what races have you run since then? Uh, well, I, like Almost. a lot of people were talking about, you know, the KDF mini obviously. And I was just like, I don't think I could do another one. I had, um, because of the heat, my feet had swelled up really bad. Um, in my shoes and I lost a toenail <laughs> uh -huh. so I didn't like I was like obviously I couldn't do KDF because of my feet but that ended up healing fine and someone was they couldn't she had injured herself and she couldn't run and she was selling her bib and I was like oh well you know all these amazing ladies are doing it I bet I could do it too because I you know I did one so I I did the bib transfer for her um and like, oh, I think I, I finished in like two hours, 54 minutes, I think. I mean, like I shaved off like a lot of time. Yeah. Like over 30 minutes off my time. I got to hit mm -hmm. the bell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> got to get the gong. That's a, and for people that don't know at KDF, there's um, a PR gong, like lots of different races have different ways to celebrate a PR, but there's this big brass gong that yeah. you just waylay on at the end it's in the middle of the celebration area that I, I was I was over there by times. myself and someone saw me and they're like can we like we'll take a video and picture for you I was like okay thank you um because even though like all the posts in the group like I found like encouraging and made me feel like I could do another one I was still uh -huh. too scared to like talk to anybody and like I saw the tent there but I didn't go because I was scared <laughs> You saw me there being crazy and you were like, nope, skipping that. I was like, there's the tent with other people. And I was, I just, I couldn't get the courage to go over there and like talk to people. Yeah. Yeah. Were you having a hard later, time at that point still like feeling like a runner? Um, I, I don't know if it was so much as I didn't feel like a runner. I had just, um, or maybe you just hadn't had good experiences. Like you no. talked about the gym where you, yeah. And like with my, women and, and, so, and then my friend um we just kind of I don't I don't know what happened we just mm -hmm. lost touch and so I was just mm -hmm. I was just a little scared and guarded because that that whole situation threw me into a really big depression and mm -hmm. like running like got me out of it but I just felt like I was just really it was kind of a lone wolf thing like I run by myself and I do it for oh. myself and I, <laughs> so meeting making new friends it was it was scary like just talking to people I was just scared to get out there and talk to people again just because yeah. I had been hurt pretty bad so yeah 
Yeah, I I always thought I would be a singular runner. Um, I did run with men sometimes, like my husband, and but I didn't know a lot of runners to begin with, and I didn't know a lot of women runners. And if I knew who they were, they were way faster than me. Um, so I just didn't ever think I would have a group to run with. So that was the great part about meeting. It took me all, several months to get up the courage to go to a group run. And then once I did, it was like the best thing. Every bad thought I thought about. Yeah, like, I mean, what, I what was happened really, didn't happen. I was scared <laughs> going to that tour de ville, but then after I was like, what? This is just a whole bunch of people that are like me. Like, that was fun. Absolutely. <laughs> it wasn't scary yeah. at all. <laughs> no, yeah. No, I'm glad you came. And so, you know, just thinking about that and thinking about, okay, so you've done another half marathon. And then I remember seeing you talk about maybe this goal to run further than that. Yeah, I, like I did um, Urban Bourbon and then, um, oh gosh, I think it was a, was it a Labor Day sale? They were, KDF did some kind of, uh, you know, register and save this much off if you do. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think I'd had a dream not too long before where I had written like a pros and cons of marathon versus half marathon. Um, <laughs> and so like I'm sitting there and I was trying to decide and like I sent a text message to my husband like, you know, what do you think I should do? And he sent me that uh, meme that's like, well-behaved women rarely make history. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna register for the KDF marathon. <laughs> so obviously he's supportive of this decision yeah 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 um and so I like I, I registered for it and so I did the urban burden half and then I did um I paced the half marathon portion of the Louisville marathon that following year um and then after that I didn't have any races like set up just because I was training for uh the KDF marathon I did end up signing for the triple crown which we had one race and then 2020 our last race our last in-person race no it wasn't our last but in the 2020 um, happens in 2020 happens and so that uh I said it you know I made a goal like going in 2020 like I'm gonna I'm gonna run a marathon Mm -hmm. and like finish it Mm -hmm. and I tried really hard (laughs) like that one was canceled and then I just kind of virtual race my way through spring like just mm-hmm. try to stay motivated because otherwise like I wouldn't have left the house being a type right. one diabetic like nobody really knows how it's gonna affect us mm-hmm. um we were watching uh the mass singer and the cdc commercial came on like every break that reminded everyone that people with diabetes are high risk and i was like i got it like thank you can you stop telling me like every 20 minutes but, like i'm stuck inside because i know You're that like, I am. this is my life like, I stop. stop telling me that i know so it's um but those virtual races like got me out of the house because i would i would not have left the house at all like in the spring if i hadn't had like those virtual races to get me out and even there were times where my husband was like you need to go run Uh (laughs) like get out Uh (laughs) so um i did that and i entered the lottery for the marine corps marathon and i got picked and so that was supposed to be in october and i was super excited about that i started training for that 
in July, and then that got canceled. I was like, okay. <laughs> there goes another one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it was later on, I think it was August, um, and I had decided to sign up for the downtown doubler. Um, I had seen that race the year before and everyone was talking about it, but I was like, yeah. oh, not like 15K, 30K, that's scary. Um, even though it's- Does it sound <laughs> scarier because it's in kilometers? Yeah. <laughs> for the marathon. And so I was like, you know, I'll go ahead and do it. So I'm registered for the downtown Dover 30K and I was getting my daughter's schoolwork stuff together one day and a marathon training plan that I had printed from Skirt Sports was mixed in there for some reason. And I was like, let me look at this and see where the 18 mile long run is. And it ended up falling on the same day. So that if I ran the Louisville marathon, that would be the same for the 18 miles. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. Because at this point I had registered for the Falls 100 trail marathon, um, but we hadn't heard anything from anybody. And a lot of the trail sisters were saying they didn't think it was gonna happen. And I'm like, I really want to run a marathon this year. Like that was my Uh goal. I wanna do it. So I registered for the, Louisville Marathon um and then like the next week the Falls 100 was like oh yay we're on I'm like okay cool so I'm doing a road yeah. marathon in November and a trail <laughs> marathon in December I got it <laughs> no biggie <laughs> and so you kind of double you got you're gonna get like two for one this year in 2020 yes, yes. so that's not, not what you bargained for road but... and now I got a trail one coming up in like three weeks <laughs> Yeah, the falls is really fun. You're I'm gonna really like about it. it. It'll be fun. yeah. I did that. That you know, I was I got put on the waiting list for the Stone Steps 27k, um, mm-hmm. and so I was able to do that. And that one, that one was tough because my blood sugar dropped really low the night before, and that just it takes a lot of energy out of you. So like I finished. Mm-hmm. Um, it was hard, but like I did it. Like when I was done, I was just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'll do it. <laughs> So I saw the pictures of your finish from um, the Louisville Marathon, and I actually had been out there earlier in the morning, and I was trying to track you, and for whatever reason, my phone wouldn't, my phone finally pulled up where you were, because I had texted Allison and a couple other people asking if they could see where you were at. Mm-hmm. It turns out I was not close to you where I was at, because um, I had went out there to run trails that morning, and um, so I was like, okay, well, based on the estimated finish time I have enough time to go home take a shower maybe get back but I had my boys with me so I was like I was gonna have to I couldn't keep them out there to watch you finish but I did get to see the finished pictures um which would looked really great and so tell me a little bit about just tell me about the race and kind of what you were going through mentally while you were doing that race because it was warm that morning I mean that was unreal type of heat for November. I had been watching the weather and it was like it just kept going up and I was mm-hmm. like what is this and the record high previously was 77 yeah and in fact I had contacted them because they when I finally got my start wave it was 842 and I'm like it's gonna be hot like I'm running mm-hmm. 23.2 miles right um and they wouldn't change it they ended up because it was a six hour cutoff and I'm like if it's gonna be this hot I don't know if I'm gonna I'm gonna make it mm-hmm. um they ended up extending it because like they realized that it was too hot um, it was really warm 
Yeah. And there's no like that route. Do you normally run out there? Did you train? Um, out there? I thought I had run every area out there, but I learned <laughs> at that race I had not run the strand. So that was the okay. portion that oh, I, good. I had yeah. run all the rest of those. Yeah, I yeah. Just, apparently there's a section in between there that I was I didn't realize I had missed. <laughs> mm-hmm. so I was like, where That's am the I? best part. That's the <laughs> flattest part. <laughs> Pretty much. So, yeah. So that the, was the new one. But the, that's not the a hilly lot of part cover. going up it's hilly. to, yeah, yeah. The, well, going up to Broad Run, like yeah. uh, to the silos. Um, when I did the Women for Women virtual half in June, I was like, I've never run this section from, uh, it was the Turkey Run to Broad Run. And I was like, oh, you know, that'll be fun. I'll go over there because everything else I had done over there was flat. So I didn't mm-hmm. have no idea. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But it was hilly. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like June running a half marathon. It was hot and it was hilly. In fact, I was running that one and I'm just like, this is it's never ending. Like these hills, what is what is this? And um some of the MRTT they were biking and they came down the hill and it was like, hi. <laughs> I was so excited. And yeah. Nikki Wertman, she was like, You're almost to the side. I was like, like, it's just around this corner. I was like, oh thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I've run a lot of miles out there, like from Turkey Run to Beckley, you know, and it's the the one thing I was thinking about in particular when you were running was that it was so sunny and there's not a lot of shade. No, there's not. Not in the fall when all the leaves are dead. Now in the summer, you can hit some shady parts because the trees are fuller, but still it's pretty wide open. A lot of that. Yeah, it was was pretty much just out in the sun the whole time and it just kept getting hotter as the day went on. It was like I started off, um, I think like the first eight miles, I had like a 12 and a half minute mile going uh-huh. and I was like, uh-huh. okay, like this is, this is good. Um, it was mile 12 in that hilly section yeah. and I knew I was coming up to it and at a water stop, um, I, they had, you know, everything was bottled. So I grabbed two of the mini Gatorade bottles and I drank those and I've never had Gatorade like hit me that quick, but it, it hit me real fast even though I was still running and my blood sugar ended up getting high and that wears you out too because your body's trying to use all its energy to get your sugar down and so I was just like it's like mile 12 it's hilly it's hot (laughs) my blood sugar is high I was just like I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this like because Mm -hmm. I just like I'm not even halfway there and this is I'm miserable um I got to the turnaround and things started to go down um just when you're running like it, it automatically drops down and I started uh-huh. feeling better and I was like okay I think I can do this now <laughs> uh-huh. that was well, mile that- 12 was the hardest one like it was like the hills and the heat and it was just I just was not feeling good at that point blood sugar wise yeah. and so that was really hard um, so I want to I don't want to focus entirely on um type one diabetes, but I do think this is a nice, a nice, you know, time for you to help people understand just, you know, for me, someone who does not have that diagnosis, um, I have kind of have a plan in place when I go out, a nutrition plan, obviously I train with that nutrition plan and, um, can typically feel very good. I mean, unless it's just a bad day or the weather's off, but I mean, for someone who is training, especially when you're training for a marathon, I mean, and say people that have type one diabetes, training for longer distances like that does actually help 
in terms of you know regulating your your insulin it's or it de it increases your insulin i guess sensitivity if that's the right way to put it um, but I, i'm just wondering how do I'm you not sure how like cuz you know when i when i did initially lose a lot of weight um, uh -huh. i didn't need as much insulin uh-huh uh, because my pancreas doesn't make insulin at all so i have a uh -huh. pump and uh -huh. there's like the, it gives me a steady drip like throughout the day. And as I lost weight and started running, I had to decrease that amount because I would drop low. So some, like, I'm not exactly sure how it's obviously done something. Maybe it is like sensitivity to insulin. It's, uh -huh. It made it to where I don't need as much. You but then the weather much. and things uh -huh. too, um, like every time, like <laughs> I feel like I get comfortable and like I found exactly like what I need nutrition wise, season wise, and then the season changes. And then it's, uh -huh. I have to start over again and Rangers. figure out what I need. Yeah. So when you're running long distances, are you doing a long training run? How do you monitor how you're feeling and how you need to make adjustments? How difficult um, is that when you're in the middle I of your run? a continuous glucose monitor, a Dexcom, um, that connects to my pump and to my phone. So it'll okay. tell me what my blood sugar is and it'll alert me. Um, and that's how I got the alert that I was high. <laughs> so I got mm -hmm. a high alert and was like, oh my mm -hmm. gosh, what is this? Because <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I have, there's different settings. It has a, my pump has an activity setting, but that typically drops me really low. Um, and I'm in a type one run group and everyone's kind of agreed that the activity setting doesn't work. But if you put it in sleep mode, it pretty much keeps it stable. Um, <laughs> And so that's worked out really good for me. Um, but yeah, well, with the heat, because the heat affects my blood sugar too. Um, and mm -hmm. then like, it was just, it was factors that you, you couldn't really um, comp, like can yeah, for. And so, right. Yeah, it just kind of, it just kind of happened. Um, but most of the time I can keep it, you know, like once I figure out what I need weather-wise and what I'm doing, I can keep it pretty stable. Like yeah. recently, um, the first time I had run when it had gotten cold, uh, I got to the point where I need fuel about every three miles. And so, um, but it was cold that morning and uh, it was like two and a half and I started getting all the kind of alarms, like your sugar's dropping, your sugar's dropping. And I was like, and I wasn't expecting it. And so all I can assume is that it was cold and because of the weather change, like it, 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 it dropped me down. So I had to have a lot of extra, and I always bring extra fuel with me for that situation. Um, so I had extra, uh, but it was just, it just totally surprised me. But when the weather changes, it's like, it's just, what was happening? Like, did you get comfortable? And then it's just like, oh, surprise. And I have to readjust again. Right, so, right. So for the summer, um, you know, it was about every three miles. I have some kind of the gel um, or like a sports. I was going to ask, do you do real food or do you do manufactured? Um, I didn't start adding real food until um, I started going the longer distances because it would mm -hmm. get to where um, when it gets longer, it would drop. So I needed something substantial. Yeah. Um, but with the marathon, it was so hot. Like I did not want to eat any of the food that I brought. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, no, <laughs> but I do have, they're like, little you know like ketchup sized packets of peanut butter um mm -hmm. and so that is a little extra something it's it's more solid than like a, a honey stinger gel um and it's easy to get down especially in a situation like that like i was just like yeah. i'm not gonna eat this cheese roll up that i made like it's just not happening <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> I did not want food Best at all. Best plants, right? Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, it ended up being fine. The only goof up that I had throughout the whole marathon was that like that mile 12 when it went up. But I think it was just yeah. all the crazy factors put together just happened. Yeah. So I think people that don't know you would be surprised to know that, that this is something that you have to think about every time when you go out on your run. You know, you have to be prepared. It's kind of probably hard for you to just go on the fly. Yeah, no, I can't. Yeah, I can't just, <laughs> just go. Like I have to, yeah. you know, I have to know how many miles I'm running and then take enough fuel for that and then make sure I have extra. Yeah. So I've always, like, I can't just run. <laughs> like I have to have a vest or a belt or something like because I just have to carry so much stuff with me just in case. Right. And do you have a do you have like a plan with your husband if there's you know if you just feel like okay I have to just cut my run right now I'm in the middle of my long run and I have to cut it like do you have a he has um my Dexcom sends it to him too so he can see my blood sugar because cool. there have been times um it hasn't happened solo but there have been times where group runs will drop and he'll call me and be like you know are you okay um and then I have the road ID where he knows where I am too. So if for some reason yeah. something happened, he would know where I am. Right. Um, yeah. I was going to ask you if you had a road ID. I thought you yeah. did. Yeah. So I turned that Technology's off. Technology so is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so I can go out, you know, so you can have some freedom. And, yeah. yeah. And, and that way, if something happens, he'll know where I am. Mm -hmm. So you're going to do this marathon then in the, um, in December, which isn't mm -hmm. far away. And then what, what, then 2020 will be done. And we're going to think, be thinking about 2021. We don't really know what racing is going to look like in no. 2021, <laughs> but do you have some goals you're thinking about um, for next year? Well, I registered for the pistol ultra 50 K. Um, and then <laughs> Like a week later, I got an email that it's been suspended and <laughs> yeah. they don't know. And we should know by like December, January. So yeah. I'm going to try really hard 2021 to become an ultra runner. I'm not sure Yay. how it's going to happen. <laughs> it may happen in the spring. It may be in the fall. I don't know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I hear you. I, so that was my first ultra. Um, that was my first 50 K and I just, I go back every year because it's just special because the, because of that, but it's also just a really great race. The race directors are amazing. Um, that was the first ultra I did where the female, there was a female race director, um, which was pretty cool because um, I don't know, sometimes you go out to some of these races and it's just a, like, it's a bunch of dudes. I think it's getting yeah. better, but um, you know, even on some of the local races around here, they're the, um, the ultras they're they're run by guys which is fine I mean but it was really nice to see so many women there's more than 50 percent women mm -hmm. um that tow the line at that race so yeah uh, when I volunteered really at awesome. uh Knobstone there were three women doing the 50k and then the yeah. rest were all guys and there were a lot yeah. of guys <laughs> yeah I mean, I love men. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I have a problem with men, but um, it's always so empowering to be out there with other women for whatever reason. Um, I mean, I think runners as a group are just really supportive, but it's really nice to be out there with other women, um, especially our ages that are um, doing, doing what we're doing and understand kind of a lot of the sacrifices that have to be made. So as a mom, you know, we have to figure out how to 
do what we need to do at home for our kids and then also fit our time in to run. Mm-hmm. So has that been challenging for you to figure out how to train for a couple of marathons? This yeah, year? like when I, when I, <laughs> when I, before I registered for that one, you know, I, I said like, I'm going to have to run like every weekend. <laughs> so you're going to yeah. have to, it's going to be you and the kids like every Saturday or Sunday, like depending on which day I do my long run. Like, so, right. like I'm good. Like, what am I doing this weekend? I'm running. <laughs> Like I have, what do your parents think about that um they like they're excited about it they also worry about me too because I am sure. like a type 1 diabetic like my mom um we had dinner with them after the marathon and she was like whether or not you finished like you're amazing and I'm like I'm so proud of you but because like if you didn't finish like you still would have been a champion like because she I mean because she knew that like I was worried about the heat and she was worried about yeah. the heat like you know so and they were following along because I did some live videos at like some random stops and I, I, I was just like y'all this is hard <laughs> and I think she was worried about me <laughs> that's real runner talk right there yeah. <laughs> yeah no it is hard it's not I mean I think the hardest part is the training but the training to me is always like the fun part you know mm-hmm. and then on race day you get there and all of a sudden you've forgotten all this all this work you've done and you're well, really nervous training <laughs> and you're expecting to run this race in like 50 degree weather and yeah. then it ends up getting to I finally looked at it I think like the middle of the week like I pulled up to see what it got to because my husband was like don't think about it just, just run just run that's right um, it got to 82 it got to 82. yeah it was hot I mean <laughs> I was running in tank shorts and a tank top yeah. and I was burning up and not for 26 miles that day so yeah I mean I think weather is just one of those things that you can't no like I had to laugh about like the night before I thought about it and I was like well I ran my first half marathon in record heat in Florida so why not first one in record heat in November like it seems to be working well for you (laughs) (laughs) and even you should keep an eye on that um you know because I finished with a 16 and a half minute mile for the half and then this one it was like a 14 and a half and it was yeah. twice as long so I was like I mean yeah. look at that like <laughs> even though it was high I did really good <laughs> you did excellent I'm so happy for you and I'm so excited for you and I can't wait to hear too about it's how the falls like, goes <laughs> it's just it's kind of it's just a strange thing to be like I've run a marathon like now that I have like in fact I had a dream when that like a few days after that I was running to people I haven't seen in years and I was like guess what I ran a marathon shout out to the rooftops (laughs) I did see somebody on your social media um tag you like you must have just finished I guess they were following you on um race story whatever and I guess it was maybe a friend from high school or just you know, a friend that you've known for a while. And she was like, my friend, Melissa just finished a marathon. She's awesome. She's amazing. And I was like, yes, yes, she is. She is yeah, awesome. Yeah, so it's my best friend are, from Aww. high school. And like, I'm trying to think, I think it was around like maybe mile four or something. And one of her cheers came in my head back and like, I almost started crying. I was just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> we've been friends for over 20 years now. So that's awesome. <laughs> she just said, is she a runner? um she does trails mostly um yeah. but like <laughs> she's just like the distance that she's just like oh my gosh she knew what a big deal it was yeah <laughs> she does yeah. not get like to do near as far as I did. in fact I had she had said like she'd never do more than like a 5k um she does some road too and I had talked her into she was going to do the queen bee half with me mm-hmm. um 
in the fall and then 2020. So that's such a fun race. We're gonna, we'll try again later. Yeah, she, she needs to do Dayton, it. So it's like halfway Cincinnati. Yeah. So we'll, I'm going to try to talk her into it again. Oh, it's so years fun. When <laughs> life settles back down and we can do those things again. One of these days. <laughs> But she's been well, she's been real supportive of it. Um, in fact, she came to visit uh, one day, and we watched Brittany runs the marathon together. Like after I had registered for it, and she's like, "I just can't believe you're going to do this." <laughs> yes, that's crazy runners. Wow. Well, I'm excited to see what you do in 2021, and we all kind of have some different goals. I know, but we're just going to have to like just keep plugging out, plugging away, and hoping for the best. And I know people yeah. are running their own, I mean, our people are running virtual marathons and ultras all the yeah, time. The, the so. only thing that worries me about like virtual in that kind of distance is like marathon wise is if I needed the medical support, it wouldn't be there. And right. so like I've done, you know, enough halves, like I did some virtual halves over the summer um, and that distance seems to be okay. But anything further than that, like I'd, I'd be worried that if just in case yeah. something happened, um, to have the medical support so that's why you know they're like you can do this marathon virtual and I'm like no you're like no, <laughs> I'm not thank ready you. I'm not ready for that <laughs> I don't think I just need I need the extra support and like you know with the staggered start and it you know it was different than like a normal marathon but there were still I was still passing people and you know was able to yell support in the you know, everyone's bib was different and the marathon bibs were black in the middle and so someone was coming I knew that's what they were doing so you know we were all like Woo! yeah, <laughs> so it, was yeah. Still, it was still nice to you know there were other people that were doing the same thing out there too and that was that was helpful that's always helpful <laughs> yeah. yeah mentally it's a big boost to be able to yeah. cheer somebody else on and to hear them cheer for you back definitely helps well I guess I want to close. I want to ask you two more things and then we can kind of wrap up, but I want to ask you one, if um, there are other people out there that are thinking about maybe starting their running journey or kind of progressing, like, you know, maybe they're out running like you, like by themselves or they're, they've run maybe 5k or something, but they want to take it a step further, or maybe they just want to start running, but they also ha um, may have type one diabetes. How would you um encourage them or what words of advice would you give them in order um, for them to be able to do that yeah safely? I had someone uh contact me on Instagram and she said that her husband is type one and that they run together um but the most he'll do is three miles and he's scared to do anything else because he's worried that he wouldn't have what he needed to keep his blood sugar up and and so she's you know, she wanted to share my Instagram with him and you know my story just to see like you know, look like you can, <laughs> right. You can do it. It's what you, um, and like, I was, I like, I was just, this is someone that, you know, I'd never met and she reached out to me and said that, you know, it was a big inspiration and she was using my story to share with her husband and try to show him uh -huh. that like he wants to, but he's scared to, and that he can do it. And I was just like, that's wonderful. And, you know, I, uh -huh. I told her things that work for, you know, that work for me, you know, obviously like every, everybody's a little different, but, um, you know, just making sure that you have, you find the fuel that works for you that'll get your sugar up, um, make sure that you have enough. And like I said, mm -hmm. I always have what I need an extra um, hydrate because <laughs> that mm -hmm. is important too. <laughs> uh -huh. um, that is, as long as you, you know, you stay on top of it and you have, you know, what you need and I feel like a good support system, I think you can, 
you can run a marathon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Well, I'm, I, I, I agree. I think there are probably people out there. We never really know who's watching or who is, um, you know, kind of listening to what we have to say, but I think that's why we see so many runners out there on social media posting their stories because they probably have had somebody every now and then say, Hey, I saw your story or this is great. Can you tell me more about how you did this? And even mm -hmm. if you just impact one person, that's really yeah. powerful. And I've even had parents tell me like they're sharing my story with their child who's type one diabetic to be like, look, like you can, you can still do amazing things because it's, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, I mean, it is a full-time job trying to manage your blood sugars. Um, it's a lot of work. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was, I think it was a Stanford study that said like diabetics make it was like 180 more decisions a day than a non-diabetic. Um, I mean, it's just like, you, there's constant, you can't just eat a snack or, mm -hmm. you know, or go for a run or a walk even. Um, uh -huh. so I actually, my blood sugar drops more doing things that you don't think about that use energy, like cleaning the house. Like uh -huh. I crash more like cleaning the house or doing stuff in the yard than I do running because when I'm running, I know I need fuel like this, you know, but when I'm just doing daily things that take energy I don't think about it right that's a good point yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have thought about that either yeah like I, I crash more just doing you know random things that you just wouldn't think about like that yeah take a lot more energy than when I'm out running because I have a more focus on it when I'm running but as we're cleaning the house I'm busy doing right. that and then all of a sudden my alarm starts going off I'm like whoops <laughs> I forgot yeah. to eat something <laughs> Well, thank goodness for technology to remind us. To yeah, it is. It is really, especially um, my insulin amazing. pump. I had it for the princess half um, in between. I don't remember if I had it for KDF or not, um, but it was pretty much like right outside the warranty, like the warranty's over and it oh died. <laughs> <gasps> and then we just moved. So we have new insurance and they want me like, to, you know, you've got to get you a new primary care because they have to give the referral. You can't just go see an endocrinologist. And it took months to get oh, situated wow. to where I was able to see an endocrinologist that was able to put the prescription in for a pump. And so I didn't get um, my pump again. It was after Urban Bourbon. Like I ran the Urban Bourbon without my pump or a Dexcom. So I had to like check my sugar. I had to stop at mile 12 and give myself an insulin injection <laughs> oh my goodness Melissa. <laughs> because I didn't have um you know I didn't have the, the technology that makes it right. easier um, right so that was that was hard like I ran probably like eight months without the sensor or the pump and that was that was that was definitely extra work staying on top of it that way so when I finally got the pump and the sensor I was just like yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> made, it makes it so much easier so much easier <laughs> Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, but it definitely sounds like that's, I mean, does everybody have access to that? Um, or is it um, something maybe well, people would know yeah. that? Insulin in general, um, when I was pregnant with my daughter, um, every, like a three month supply was like $150 of insulin, like all year. Mm -hmm. And then that fall, I refilled it and they told me it was like $1,900. And I was just like, 
what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what? And the only thing that they would tell me was like, you haven't met your deductible. I'm like, okay, well, it's September. Like it, I hadn't met my deductible in February or any of those other months. And it was 150 and they wouldn't tell me why, but that was when the price of insulin just skyrocketed and there was no mm-hmm. reasoning. And, you know, it's been in Congress forever um, and they're trying to get that sorted out. Um, but the last several months like I haven't it was like 100 and then dropped down to 30 and then I've been refilling my insulin uh lately and it hasn't like it's been no cost but because of the cost of insulin and the cost of supplies and things there are a lot of type 1 diabetics that don't have access to that there were people Mm -hmm. that um in fact I believe someone in our uh momentous town group said that she had lost uh nephew um because he was rationing his insulin because that's right he didn't have enough um and that's just crazy to me like that shouldn't be happening right so i thought about this too and i wanted to ask you about it i know that you also um, run for a cause some of us runners have um running buddies or we run for a cause so tell us a little bit about who you run for started running it was last spring break. So spring break of 2019, a friend of mine's daughter um, had been complaining of headaches. And so they went to the doctor thinking that it was just, they were going in, she was having some headaches. um, And it turned out that she had several tumors in her brain. Um, It was like very aggressive. They didn't have like, there was no official diagnosis because they'd never seen anything like it before. They had ended up transferring her to Cincinnati Children's, they had daughters from like all over the country come in and trying to help her. Um, And she ended up um, not being able to fight the cancer. Um, Uh And I was on a run. I don't remember exactly the day, but I was, I was running up big four and my friend texted me that um, we had lost Kala. And so I just ran that whole run, just praying for her family. And, you know, it was, it was really hard. And so I've been, you know, I was running for her and she, um, she really wanted to go to Romania. Um, They have a ministry there that helps children and keeps them from like child marriages and sex trafficking and gives them homes and provides them with education. And she was, she'd started her own slime business because she wanted to save money to go on a mission trip there. And um, so was she when she was doing this? uh like seven and eight. Oh my gosh yeah um and so and it's forget me not ministries um mm-hmm. and so they are going to build a house called casa cala there specifically for female teens to help them um like once again provide them education and keep them out from marriages child marriages and sex trafficking mm-hmm. up there and so um i've been running for that and for her and to raise money to help build casa cala that's awesome. I'll make sure that we link to that in the show notes too on the podcast. So if people want to learn more about it, they can check out, there's a website that they can check out and um, mm-hmm. we'll make sure that we get that posted so that people can take a look at it. And what a legacy. I mean, she's, yeah, she's, she's a, she was, she's an amazing girl. And like, I mean, I've just, her whole life just totally inspires me. And I want to, you know, live like that with so much love in their heart for, mm-hmm. for other people. She was just a remarkable child. Yeah. Well, she's inspiring. You're inspiring. It's like this big circle where you're just paying it forward or it's not a circle. It's a waterfall, I guess, kind of like flowing water. 
So you're just kind of paying it forward to other people. So I can't tell you how much I appreciate um, seeing all your posts. And I know that you motivate so many people in our running community and then just out there in general. Um, if people wanted to follow you on social media, do you have a public account that they can follow you on Instagram? Um, Instagram, it's type one, uh, the number one type one mother runner. Type one mother runner. I'll put that in the show notes too. If people want to check that out and follow you, they can. And um, I guess before we go, I just want to ask you that I ask everybody at the end of the podcast, um, you know, this podcast is the Bluegrass Bammer. So it obviously stands for Badass Mother Runner, which um, all my guests, I've tried to somehow tie that into um, their personas. But I want to ask you, what do you feel like when you hear the word or the term Bammer? What does that mean to you? What are some words that you think of when you hear Bammer? Um strong mom <laughs> um you know out there doing amazing things and there are so many of them it's I mean if you just look around <laughs> yeah there's so many moms out there just out there killing it <laughs> yeah and I think that's you too you know it's just like I, I'm always so always feel so um grateful to be able to get to meet women like you that are you know, we kind of all know we're runners and we do that, but then everybody has their own unique story and kind of we peel back those layers on those group runs and learn more yeah. about each other and who we are. And so I appreciate you being brave enough to come to that group run. And yeah, <laughs> that's it. It, was, and... <laughs> it was super, it was scary. Like I was like, what am I doing? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but after that, I was like, well, that wasn't bad at all. And then like, since then, um, you know, I've done more group runs and then the uh they were all shorter runs though and then the when I paced the Louisville half last year with Deanna that was the first time I had done like a long distance with someone and I was like this uh -huh. is amazing <laughs> uh <-huh>. makes the <laughs> so time I've go done, by so yeah, much faster <laughs> I've done lots of long runs in group runs now <laughs> yeah especially training yeah. for uh the marathon so yeah well, Melissa, I appreciate you coming on the podcast today and I can't wait for everybody to hear this and learn more about you and keep us posted on how your training's going and how the falls goes. I can't wait to hear what you think yeah, of that I'm, one. I'm excited about that. And we'll <laughs> hit the trails again tomorrow morning, actually. Okay. And then we've got a big group run Saturday um, at Otter Creek that we're going to do. Um, yeah, I looked at the calendar and I was like, wow, that's really not that far away. So I'm probably nope. going to stick to trails for a little while just to get myself ready but I'm really excited about it so awesome it'll be a fun challenge <laughs> it's gonna be fun we can't wait to hear about it so keep on smiling keep on running and I look forward to watching your adventures thank you thanks talk to you soon thanks for listening to this episode of the bluegrass bammer podcast if you like what you've heard, hit subscribe to the podcast so you can catch the next episode when it's live. Also, you can find me um, on my blog. That is bluegrassbammer.wordpress.com. Or you can follow me at bluegrassbammer on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. See you next time. And until then, happy running.